0: Welcome to the Alexander Standard. Today's episode, Philip the Fourth. Welcome to the Alexander Standard, where we rank all the successors of Alexander the Great from Perticus to
1: Cleopatra the Seventh.
0: My name is Dustin.
1: And I'm Meredith.
0: And how you doing, Meredith? I'm good. Yeah, so without any further ado, we should also recognize that today we're joined by two special guests. Uh perhaps two of our best friends in the entire world, people we have known since them collage days. Um, we're joined by Nick and Paige, our dear friends. Hey Nick, hey Paige, how y'all doing?
2: Hey guys. Up I, I got to say, I'm really excited. Of course, I'm nervous. This is my first podcast experience. But before we even get started, I just wanted to say I'm glad that we're here because y'all are one of my top five non possum related podcasts, which puts <laughs> me in the top 30
0: <laughs> firmly. Yeah. And I've I, never I, talked about it before. Yeah. Go I'm ahead. over the moon. yeah man he's over the possum with it dude I am
2: over the possum Uh,
0: one of those unspoken rules is that for anything that exists there's someone out there who's an enthusiast of it and dear listeners Nick is a possum enthusiast and when everything when, when something is sure as the day is long or something of that nature for Nick it's a possum fact
2: It it is, it is, and and I think a real big possum fact is that you're missing the possum demographic on this podcast,
0: so whenever you- (laughs) We have tried to reach them, Nick. (laughs) We really have. We've shot off a lot of emails to the possum prime minister. Uh, We haven't got a lot of responses, no. So, um, you know, before we begin, Nick and Paige, if you guys want, just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Kind of sounds like that kindergarten cop thing, which no one remembers, like, who is your daddy, what does he do? So who are my friends? What do they do?
2: Yeah, sure. So um my name's Nick. I'm a professional Dustin best friend.
0: Yeah.
2: Um I'm a professional training
0: for years at it.
2: Training for years. Dustin just flicked me off and and you know, I'm getting those little love droplets from him. Any attention is good attention, so I'll take it. Uh I am actually a student nurse. Um so it's kind of weird I'm I'm a freeloader because my wife's putting me through nursing school and no <laughs> I mean she is she literally is you're,
0: you're we know you sure. work real hard Nick
2: I do work mm-hmm. really hard and and I don't get paid for
0: it so oh no the generosity and support of Paige is unquestionable but you're not you're not a loafer
2: I'm doing my best I'm doing my best but no uh
0: that- I get
3: a fresh batch of cookies every week yeah that yeah. is crucial to existence
0: yeah i um, mean wait i mean is that all it takes it, it is but i got nine years of a phd and if you're telling me i just needed to make meredith cookies no nick you just did um um a study and you're about to submit it to a publication aren't you
2: yeah we're, we're researching how to best teach people how to handle their first code blue because it's really scary hmm. um we've got people that are like going into a career and a lot <laughs> of these folks are 20 21 years old and it's like they're going to be doing this you know a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. So how do we prepare? Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm interested in. It's like, how do we, how do we take yeah. care of people that are going to be taking care of people?
0: And Paige, tell us about what you do.
3: Well, I'm Paige. Uh, when I'm not Hashtag running on Nicholson's nursing dreams, it feels kind of awkward to say in like the podcast medium, but I work with folks who are deaf and hard of hearing and deaf blind and provide advocacy services whenever they're experiencing communication barriers. So um, it's completely visual and face to face.
0: No, but you're definitely doing a really a, a good service and like you're helping people immediately who need help. And you know, I've never well, I probably have, but I'll even so I'd say it again, like, you know, you're just you're like both one of the reasons that Meredith and I love y'all both so much is like you're you're superheroes. Like you're you're literally helping the world around you all the time. Everything that you do, every effort you make every day is helping people around them, around you. And that's just so awesome in this world. It's literally and metaphorically on fire that that we have the pleasure of knowing two people who dedicate their lives to just making the world a little bit better every day.
2: Well, I appreciate that very much, Dustin. And and when I eat my fifth cookie this evening, I'm going to yeah. be like, remember what Dustin said about this? I, rem- I deserve heroes. this. We're, we're heroes. Like
0: <laughs> We can have this cookie. We've earned it. And we're pretty sure that Dustin ate over five slices of pizza earlier. So yeah, we're not definitely not as bad as him.
1: Definitely not including your lunchtime pizza yeah just talk about nighttime pizza
0: but suffice to say nick and Paige are uh two of our dearest 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 friends we love them so very much and we had the bright idea today because we we're doing philip the fourth and we thought hey let's have them on because we ever since you know covid brought a lot of people together because what else were they going to do and we started doing double dates over zoom during covid and we have kept the tradition going and that's what we're doing today but also, we're passing on those savings to you, dear listener. So, yeah, we're talking about Philip the Fourth. As a bit of context here, <laughs> I could tease you, and we can cut this if we want to. I know that you've listened to every single episode of our podcast, Nick. Oh and Paige. no, no way! One of the that is amazing. <laughs> That's what I love, right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> then, honestly, absolutely
2: not <laughs> and
0: you know what like I think Meredith and I like we both agree when we first started this podcast we were both of the same mind we were not gonna hassle our friends about it so when we had friends who we were like I'm sorry I haven't listened I'm like dude that is that is okay No, it's okay with me because it's not everybody's cup of tea cool all you need to know is that there was this guy and his name was Cassander and he was King of Macedon From about 306 to 297 BCE, right? And we're talking about his son today, Philip IV, who became king of Macedon after his dad died in 297. Cool? So here we go! Okay, (laughs) to begin with, we're going to talk about our sources. As before, with Cassandra's episode, we're going to be using John D. Granger's 2019 book, Antipater's dynasty, Alexander the Great's regent and his successors, as our principal modern source for Philip IV, and probably his brothers too. So today we're talking about Philip IV. Yes, another Philip. We've seen Philip II, Alexander the Great's father. We've seen Philip III, our Hedias, Alexander the Great's half-brother. But today we're talking about a different Philip, Philip the IV son of Cassander. Now, in all our episodes, we start out with etymology of people's names because, let me tell you, the Greeks and the Romans, they were not creative with these names. They, Or in the sense, they're very, like, on the nose as far as the meanings. And it's kind of cute. Philip comes from two Greek words. Philos, meaning friend, and hippos, horse, which I know is near and dear to your heart, Nick. And so we get the name Horse friend, what'd you say, Nick? Oh, he, he he sounds like a good guy.
2: I'm just curious. Like I'm wondering, is is that related to um the Greek name
0: Philipsid? Philipsid? what?
1: Yeah. Philip's
0: head. So, he invented the <laughs> screwdriver. I think. Nice. No, no, no. That <laughs> that took that took me a minute. That took a minute. Yeah. Oh, oh actually.
2: Ever since that experience at the emergency department, I don't know about horses anymore, man.
0: <laughs> oh, shush. Now, we'll t- I will straight up tell our listeners that you were part of a an emergency system where someone had their nipple bitten off by a horse.
2: I think they'll be interested. And <laughs> it didn't even
0: tear the cloth on the clothes. As we've already stated, today's Philip, Philip IV, was the son of Cassander and his wife Thessalonica. We don't know exactly how old Philip IV was, but Granger, our principal source, speculates that he was born around 315. He was the eldest of Cassander's sons, and he had two brothers. Get ready for some more confusing names. You haven't uh, had to deal with this yet. Maybe you have. I don't know how far you got into our podcast, but his two younger brothers, however, were named Antipater I. And Alexander the Fifth. And if Meredith has been present for any of these episodes, she should be dying a little bit inside by the fact that we have yet somebody else named Antipater and one more person named Alexander. For you see, Alexander the Great was Alexander the Third. His son was Alexander the Fourth. And here we have Alexander the Fifth. Because why give any variety to names? And as for the fact of an Antipater the First, when we've already seen another Antipater, check out our next episode on Antipater the First and Alexander the Fifth. But you want to put that confusion in your mason jar and just close it up and just, you know, suppress that in the back of your mind for your psychiatrist to work out later, because today we're just talking about Philip the Fourth.
3: So I'm a little confused with this whole. Um, naming system, I thought you could really only call a, you know, a senior, a junior, a first, second, or third within the same family. So are you able to count, you know, um, if there's a third in the Sprinkle family, and then somebody else, happens to have a kid and they're like well they're just going to be sprinkle the 4th well that doesn't make any sense
0: well you're right for him to be alexander the 5th that would mean he would somehow have to be related to alexander the 3rd and alexander the 4th right
1: mm-hmm. that would make but he, Stay he tuned. is he yeah
0: <laughs> he is, he, Stay is tuned. he
1: is though related to them
0: of course because so yeah for him to have the claim of alexander the for one of his sons, and for Philip also, to have the claim to Philip IV and Alexander V, yeah, they'd have to be related to that family, right? And indeed, they are. Oh. Um, yeah, and we're going to get to that. What's up? Well, no,
1: my understanding has just been rulers can, it's more about the ruling dynasty. It's nothing to do with relation.
0: It is and it isn't um because what is more what's most important at all times is like when we're talking about Alexander the 5th we should add the phrase king of macedon that's really at the end of the day the most important distinction of when we're talking about first second third fourth fifth sixth seventh 18th I don't know it's just more the idea that this is the 5th person named Alexander, who was king of Macedon, or the first person named Antipater, who was king of Macedon, or, for today's episode, the fourth person named Philip, who was king of Macedon. But, he is related to the previous Philips, and I'm going to tell you all about that. So here we go. As always, we know next to nothing about Philip's early life but this is even more so in his case. He doesn't even pop up in the historical sources until he becomes the new king of Macedon following the death of his dad, Cassander, in 297. We do know, however, that Philip's ascension to the throne, or I'm sorry, is it ascension, accession, whatever, Philip's succession to the throne represents the culmination of some long-term planning on the part of his dad, Cassander, when he married Thessalonica, in 315, for you see, Philip IV's mom, Thessalonica, was herself the daughter of Philip II and his wife, Nikasipolis, and therefore was also the half-sister of Alexander the Great. So, Philip IV is from a very royal pedigree. He is the grandson of Philip II, and he's also the nephew of Alexander the Great. This is further proof that Cassander was really thinking ahead when he married Thessalonica. He was trying to build a legitimate dynasty with ties to Alexander the Great. This is no small point because, as Granger points out, all the other dynasts and kings were all usurpers, technically. And for anyone who's just now tuning in, but also for Nick and Paige, we're just going to remind you, basically the idea is that after Alexander the Great died, there was this constant struggle over who was going to be in charge of the Empire. Alexander the Great had a son, Alexander IV. He had a half-brother, Philip III, Third, and they were technically kings. Alexander IV was a little kid, so he was being manipulated. Philip III seemed to have um, a cognitive disability, and he was being manipulated, and eventually both of them were killed. What it came down to was Alexander's generals were fighting for who could stay at the top. Until eventually, they all just started declaring themselves kings. But the thing is, none of them had a legitimate claim to any throne. You know, geographically, genealogically, anything. But, by marrying Thessalonica, Cassander was establishing a legitimate genetic claim to the Macedonian throne. All the other ones based their legitimacy as kings and claims to their kingdoms on what um, Diodorus Siculus, one of our most... Prevalent primary sources calls Spearwan land. That is, their legitimacy was based on what they could assert by military force, and as Granger says, this is reflected by the general instability of the other Hellenistic kingdoms, the Ptolemies, the Seleucids, and the, even in the the Antipatrids, which is this current family, Antipater, Cassander, and his his kids. All of them were just constantly squabbling. Philip IV, then, is the exception to this rule. The only king right now with a blood tie to Alexander the Great. So, let's go! As we said, uh, when Cassander died in April or May of 297, he was succeeded without question by, by Philip IV. We can see an indication of Philip's demeanor as king pretty early into his reign. The Roman philosopher Seneca states that Philip was an easygoing guy. Patient had thick skin, and was, quote, a great safeguard of his kingdom. The story, according to Seneca, was that a few months after Philip IV took the throne, the Athenians sent an assembly to the Macedonian court, which included a guy named Democares. Now, the significance here is that Athens and Macedon had had a pretty checkered past. Previously, they had gone to war with Macedon, Um, under Philip II in about 338. They got their asses kicked. They did it again after Alexander the Great. Happened again. They keep fighting to fight against Macedon. They keep losing over and over. So there's always this tension between Macedon and, and Athens. Well, under the previous king Cassander, Athens had finally kind of pulled away and reasserted their independence. But it doesn't seem that Macedon was ready to give that up so easily. And so what we're seeing here seems to be an indication of new or renewed Macedonian aggression against Athens. And we know this because of this diplomatic back and forth we're seeing here that's portrayed by Seneca. So, fun fact, we're talking about this guy named Demokares, who was one of the ambassadors from Athens, who was sent to Macedon. Hey, Meredith, do you remember um, from another episode, another Athenian diplomat or orator named Demosthenes? from our first few episodes.
1: Yeah, he did he pass out when he spoke. Yeah, he because was the he guy was... that
0: had a panic attack and passed out in the middle of the speech.
2: We heard that one.
0: We I remember that. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might have been on the plane when we heard that one.
3: Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah he um, you know, when he got his confidence back, he wrote a bunch of speeches warning the Greeks to oppose Philip II all the way back in the 330s. And then he talked a bunch of trash about Alexander. All right. So this guy today, Democares, is the nephew of Demosthenes. So today it's nephew meets nephew because Demosthenes and Alexander and then Democares and Philip IV. It, 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 yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I I gotta wonder, so, um, did the panic attacks, like, get? did it pass through the generations or did he get, like, a really good redo for the family? Because, I mean, that's just... Oh, I
0: think he got a really good redo because we see no evidence of panic attack for Democares. He was talking trash constantly. We're gonna find that out.
2: Okay, so he he, he could sort of uh, put his money where his mouth was then. He could, like, talk trash and then not pass out from fear because of it.
0: Yeah, it's funny as you say that, like, Usually we think we, we think putting money's worth mouth is and back it up, but in this case for his family, back it up means don't pass out. Yeah,
2: the bar the bar's low and I still want to celebrate Oh yeah.
0: That.
2: I still want to celebrate that he cleared it. <laughs> <You
0: know>? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith and I talked about that with the Antigonus episode. Like sometimes for these guys we're setting the bar really low. Low. Really low.
2: And that's okay. Because everybody starts somewhere. It's like, how do
0: yeah? It's like, how do we know that this guy loved his wife? Well, he didn't cheat on her or kill her. Wow, <laughs>
2: what a guy! You
1: know, I mean, it's a pretty good indicator.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So Democares is the nephew of Demosthenes. So it's nephew meets nephew. According to Seneca, Democares had a nickname, Parhasiastes, which reflected his unbridled and impudent tongue. So, basically, he was a jackass, which we will witness in a second. Well, back to the story. Philip listened patiently and, according to Seneca, graciously to the Athenians. After the Athenians finished, Philip IV replied and asked, Tell me, what can I do that will please the Athenians? Democares immediately said, Hang yourself! In response, everyone in the room was shocked by this and expressed their, quote, indignation at so, at so brutal a response. Philip, however, told everybody just to calm down. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> he sent the Athenian embassy back to Athens, but instructed them to tell the Athenians back home that people who say things like Democares did are much more arrogant than those who hear such things and choose not to take revenge. So, what do you think the message is there?
2: I think the message was very simple. It was stop sending a jackass to talk to me. It's very simple. Yeah. Yeah. Just send somebody who's not going to be mean. Why are you doing this? You're bull. You're making me cry. (laughs) So, we have a lot of fun here, but I'm now in an existential crisis. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) But no, I think that the message was very simple. Why don't you send an adult to come
0: talk to the adults? Yeah. What do you think, Meredith? Mm
1: -hmm. Sick burn.
0: Well, what do you think, Paige?
1: Ditto.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: All right, Meredith,
0: what you you got?
3: No, yeah, I agree. By what? Well, uh, here recently, our blind cat just thinks that her water bowl is meant for swimming. So she's been dragging the bowl and that's what I was distracted.
0: Oh, that's what that was. Okay. -hmm. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You said distracted by that. I was like, I'm trying to connect the dots page. I'm here with you, but I just couldn't think of it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I wrote down, um, I, I wrote down, like, I guess the message is tell everybody in Athens that I could kill this guy right now, but I'm not going to. Oh yeah. Remember that. Yeah. He's trying to send the message. He's good natured and not quick to anger. It's a pretty good PR move for establishing good relations with Athens. In fact, it seems that Philip may have been making some moves to expand Macedonian power into central Greece, because a couple of sources mention that the king was, at that time, at the city of Elatea, and Granger assumes that this is evidence of a military campaign. If true, then this may be what sparked the Athenian embassy to begin with. So maybe Philip was expanding Macedonian power and he was getting ready to take Athens, something his father Cassander had not been able to do after losing the city ten years earlier.
3: Daddy, I want your approval, even if it's
0: (laughs) (laughs) a Steve, give him his kingdom! (laughs) Oh, God. All right. All right, so... Um, Steve
1: um, why can't I have Athens
2: (laughs) Steve give him Athens (laughs) Steve
0: the greatest okay Okay, so we also as you know you may remember we do commercials in our show (laughs) Um,
1: but we'll be right back after these messages
0: how oh, about Edith and It's a Pleasure to be here with you today. I'm I'm here at the inauguration. There's a speech, the inauguratory speech of Philip the Fourth. He's the new king of Macedon. He's taking the throne today. And we're here, we're gonna to listen to his speech here it goes, his inaugural speech. Here we go. I've got a bit of stop talking. Here you go. My fellow Macedonians, my name is Philip the Fourth. And it is with great pride that I become the new king of Macedon. I am sure that I will rule over you for many years It's Pandemonium here at the Macedonian court, Now, nothing does it. I mean it seems that Philip IV has died suddenly not merely four months as the becoming king. Back to you there at wherever the hell you are.
1: <laughs> what do I say?
0: <laughs> and we're back. Okay. <clears throat> so we're off to a good start with Philip the Fourth, right?
2: So I'm getting real big dies early vibes and I'm not sure where that comes from. Yeah. yeah the- I don't know either. I don't- it's the weird vibe, right? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Yeah. Probably well, I mean, you gotta really relate it to some
0: there, 40k story I've read before. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, probably. But I would be so proud if they pulled this if they pulled this <laughs> story. That's the thing about Hellenistic that's why we're doing this podcast, dude. There are so many stupid stories about the Hellenistic world. Like, how have not a fleet of like Netflix specials been written about these guys? I'd it. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, around August or September of 297, Philip IV died.
3: No, he would only held the throne oh. of
0: Macedon for four months. Oh, That's yeah, that quick. Daddy, that one reference, I'm home. Daddy. Okay. <laughs>
2: Man, I'm, I'm not that
0: lie. one. That one story by Seneca is the only mention we have of his reign. <laughs>
2: I was just like, okay, yeah, this guy—he's calm, he's level-headed, he's got yeah. the. Like, camera Whoa! It's what? He's dead. It's refreshing, like you said, a new breed, and then he dies. I'm like, oh, okay, that, uh, yeah, okay.
1: That yeah. Checks out. I will. I will say, with as quickly as this is wrapped up, I'm. I'm disappointed with the, how long it took you to even write that script, Dustin.
0: I had tried to like. I had to milk it, Meredith. I know. What is it you say about yeah, all right? <laughs> You can milk anything that has nipples.
2: Well, I learned a possum
0: fact about that. All right, let's move right along. All right, so we don't have much about his death. There's a possibility that he died from the same disease that killed his dad, Cassander. Pausanias, for instance, claims that Philip died of a, quote, wasting disease. And for those who may be now joining us and um, for our guest today, we would just kind of let you know, Cassander... Is described of suffering from what the ancients called dropsy. Now, Nick, um, what's dropsy? Or have you heard of it before?
2: Yeah, it's whenever it's like oopsie, but it's when you drop something. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like how you played that off. So, like, so, like, yeah. serious. Well, they're called. Well, it may be called. It may be known better as today as edema. Wait, really? Oh, I I build up a buildup of fluid.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what what edema is. It's it's fluid swelling. I mean, usually, can you it, suddenly die like mid sentence? Well, you don't. You don't know. I mean, okay, so it gets a little complicated. There, are I'll be getting to things, that. There are a lot of things that cause edema that are pretty not good to have, like congestive heart failure and things like that. So I, you know, mm-hmm. if if someone is edematous, um, they're in a rough way a lot of times. So. I could, I could see that. I could see that again. I am basically nowhere near a doctor. I really was. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. But I mean, yeah. I mean, when when you see edema, something's going pretty wrong. And back in the day, I imagine they had no idea what uh, was, you know, even close to causing this sort of stuff. I'm not an expert on the ancient. Yeah. Medicine. But I'm an expert, not an expert, but I know a lot about like medicine in the 1950s because we're learning about that. And we didn't know jack about a lot of things. So I can only imagine
0: 351. 1950s medicine, ancient world medicine, pretty much the same thing. I think we can all agree. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I mean, ancient world had aspirin. They just called it salic acid, I think. Makes you sick to your stomach, too. I tell you what. Well, yeah, you're not thinking about the headache then.
2: You know that might have just been it. It might have just been it. You know, it's like uh, it's like breaking your pinky to help you ignore the fact that you're uh, you got a spear through your
0: calf. Well, that was on an episode of House, and we've learned everything we need from House.
2: Well, uh, so is that what lupus like, is then? Because I think right. it's always lupus
0: it's on House. 90%, well,
1: lupus or psychordosis.
0: Sarcoidosis. Yeah, like either one of those is not the answer. That's what we learned from House. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. So then after being a jackass, people for 45 minutes, then we'll get the cure, and it's usually like something weird. Like, probably, yeah. You know, like, just like, hey, man's got edema, or tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Mm. Little TB. Um, and I know that I said, we're gonna make sure I work this thing, because I say it later in the script. Um, this script's 20 pages, Meredith. Um, I'm joking, it's only four. Uh, I think I say this at some point, but if I don't... Uh, well, oh yeah, here it is. Um, now, in the previous episode, I know that I said that Cassander died of dropsy, which is exactly what the sources say, and the modern understanding of dropsy, or the modern cor- like synonym, is edema. But as I've continued reading about Cassander's sons, including Philip IV... A lot of more sources I've been turning up have been describing it as tuberculosis. I don't pretend to know the difference. I don't pretend to know why they would be diagnosing it one way or the other. We do have a nurse of the stars in training. Maybe, Nick, can you help me out here? Okay, so... Is there any reason why someone would describe edema and t- tuberculosis as similar? So,
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think, and and off the top of my head, not necessarily but the thing is um so tuberculosis you get a lot of that nasty cough right and so a lot of times with edema you've got fluid being where it's not supposed to be and a lot of times when that fluid's not where it's supposed to be you get fluid in your lungs ain't supposed to be in your lungs right so i'm wondering if maybe there's some sort of translation issue going on where they really were focused on like the respiratory issue. So
0: <laughs> that's a possibility. It's funny that you say that because uh, we do know that Cassander apparently had worms under his skin when he died.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that would be terrible. Um, I did just check my notes. <laughs> aka, AKA Dr. Google. I mean, tuberculosis um, can't like you, you can become a from it. So,
0: Oh, Maybe yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, actually, that's very helpful then. Thank you, Nick. Well, but then, um, so, that I mean, may explain.
2: Huh? I don't mean to go down the rabbit hole, but who, who did you say died from a, a, from a wasting disease? His father. His father. I mean, TB, I mean, you you, uh, you, you, you waste away, you know? So, I mean, yeah, yeah. exposure is definitely there if he was.
3: And was it just four months? And that actually. His father passing and him taking over? I mean, with somebody... Yep. That's an easy way to explain. He get, probably got transferred the TB.
0: Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, they I mean, That's actually the theory. The theory is, is that this is actually a great segue. Um, Many historians have argued not only that Cassander and Philip had the same disease, but also that Cassander may have known this. And known that his eldest son and successor, Philip, wasn't going to last long at all. This is because Cassander seems to have arranged political marriages for both of his younger sons, Antipater Uh. and Alexander, who would have been around 16 to 14 at the time before Cassander's death in 297. Now, we'll talk about their wives in the next episode. On the other hand, Philip IV, the eldest brother, was not married that we know of. The picture that this paints looks like this. Cassander had probably been sick for a long time, and he knew that death was imminent, but also he knew that his eldest son and heir, Philip IV, was showing the same symptoms of the same disease, and therefore would not likely last long on the throne. Therefore, Cassander needed to plan ahead. Eager to ensure the stability of his dynasty then, Cassander hurriedly established political marriages for his younger sons in anticipation of the crown eventually falling to them too. If Philip ended up surviving, so much the better. He would have plenty of time to find his own wife and have his own children. But if he did die prematurely, this way the line of succession in Macedon was secure. And as it turned out, Philip IV did die, and as planned, the throne fell to his younger brothers, Antipater I and Alexander V, who ruled Macedon as co-kings, and they will be the subject of our next episode. And that's Philip Fourth. Now, what we do now is we rank them according to five categories. How well they were as warriors, how successful they were as kings or rulers, how crazy they may have been, whatever images they left behind, not necessarily how pretty they were, but just did they leave us anything behind or has, has history remembered them visually in any way? And then five, just how long they reigned with a category of one point if they died naturally that is not of assassination or not in battle. Hmm. Um, I would propose maybe be easier if we all four just give a number. Love to.
3: Yeah, okay. All you have to do
0: is just give a number between 1 and 10. You want to join in? Yeah. Yeah, because then we could just average it by 4. Alright. Yeah. So, here we go. One, two, three. Aristea, Battle prowess. Alright, y'all. How do you think he did as a battle prowess?
2: <laughs> oh, I, I think my... Literally no evidence of him in battle. <laughs> yeah, my initial instinct for every one of these is to give a, quote, hey, it takes courage to try out of 10. <laughs> no. Or a, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed out of 10. <laughs> but if I had to quantify it, I, I mean, I, I'm sure with a cool head, he might have been good, but he didn't do it. So we're going to have to give him a zero for battle prowess, right? Like, Yeah, we can't measure the potential. No, we can't.
3: Yeah. But does he deserve, like, a half point for, I hope I was listening at more attentively than I think I was, about the the messenger. Oh, that's
2: a good point. And the
3: fact that he just didn't follow his first impulse and just murder that person on the spot, that he was kind of playing a political long game, that's... even though he, the game was going to outlive his ability to play it.
2: One could even argue that was a tactical game. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe
3: a half a point.
0: Let's give him a ten. <laughs> What'd you think, Meredith?
3: Oh, I'd say zero.
0: <laughs> so we got a zero, a half point, a mysterious ten. <laughs> me, you know what? I I I was gonna give I was gonna be generous and give him a one, but I think I have to go for a zero. I was gonna give him a one generously because there's evidence that he was in. El, that city of Elatea, which suggests that he was doing battle stuff. But look, that's four months into his reign. Or he only reigned for four months. That could have just been like an echo of like what his dad was doing before he died. And of course, as soon as we release any episode and rec- start researching the next one, I start finding a bunch of stuff that I missed the first time. And it does appear that Al- that Cassandra was making moves on a- on Athens right before his death. So there's nothing conclusively that can tell me that his son, Philip IV, actually did anything. So I'm going to have to go zero. Now, but hold on. We, we got we to gotta do the maths here. We got to do the witchcraft. Um, although that's three zeros and a point .5, we have to then average that. <laughs> Meredith, please award Philip IV one... Um, Sorry, zero point one two five points for Arate.
3: Okay, <laughs> I won't make it a okay. half point. No, no, you
0: do what you do. No, you're you, totally fine. You know what you did is great. You do what you do. This is hilarious. This is awesome, actually.
2: And guys, I really um, feel like he, with this guy, maybe we should like focus on the fact that we're comparing him to Alexander the Great. I know that's the whole point of the podcast, but I think, you know, when people argue like, hey. We'll
3: turn it off. We've already, we've set already the said name the name of the, the, the th- podcast.
2: Yeah. I know. But like, you know, when you're watching the Olympics, like, oh, we should just put like some average people up. So you like have a litmus test. Like let's, uh, let's maybe we should compare Philip the Fourth to like Alexander who delivered dominoes today and he's right. doing his best, you know? Well,
0: I think mm-hmm. that guy even outperformed him.
2: Oh yeah, no. I mean, Philip the Fourth is still going to get like a four as comparison, because you know Alex is doing a really important thing, and Philip just you know kind of died. But um,
3: he couldn't. Help <laughs> he, couldn't help it. It. he
0: couldn't help it. He
3: yeah. was
0: ca- he was coughing a lot. It is best.
3: Tuberculosis is terrible. For four months? I think that guy deserves a medal he, for dealing with TB for four months. That's
2: so why I'm saying a .12. 12- hey, but
0: we're talking about battle prowess. He did not defeat TB.
3: That's oh, true. that's Dustin.
2: true. And I think anyone who's played Red Dead Redemption 2 knows that disease is terrible. It it, it just it takes your loved ones away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. Next next category is Eutychia. Success. How good was he at administering his kingdom? Meredith, why don't you start? No, 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 I'm sorry. <clears throat> Our guests <clears> go <throat> first. Paige, your turn. You started out.
3: Well, if we're measuring by millennial terms, it was a hundred percent success rate. Because he And what just, did you call
0: that? Hundop Hundo P. H-
3: Undop success rate, because he just hurried that life in four months.
0: <laughs> He'd run 80 You cannot say he failed at anything, because he never had a chance to fail.
3: Yeah, you can't fail but you don't. You
0: can't fire me, I quit!
3: So, in those terms, major, major success. Um, but I know, like, in the actual terms of your podcast, can we award his father some extra bonus points? Because I didn't realize that he would already set up some arranged marriages for his son. Like, if that was not considered last time, I'd like to throw a little extra bonus to him, but I I guess it's going to have to be a zero.
0: I think you should do whatever you want.
3: Yeah, award points to daddy. And then Philip the Fourth gets a goose egg. Ha,
0: ha. So, we'll give me a number. Oh, sh- a zero. A
3: zero.
0: Oh, okay, I thought you were giving points to him on behalf of his dad.
1: No, she's saying we should retroactively give points to Cassandra for kind of setting everything up so nicely before he died.
0: I mean, I'd be willing to consider it. We'll submit that to the committee, which is us. <laughs> it's
2: me. If, if I may, I'm going to be a little bit more generous mm-hmm. because yes, he ruled and I have no idea what he really did except for that one story that I remember about him sending that guy back to Athens, but he ruled for four months with a really brutal chronic disease. I'm going to give him some credit for that because that sucks. That's a very good point. And the, the context I'm getting is that he at least did something. And I know if I got told I had tuberculosis, I'd be like, I'm not going to I'm work tomorrow. I'm working from home. Yeah, which is exactly the same. As not working from home, I love
0: it. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing virtual today.
2: Exactly. So I'm gonna give him like two points, half a point per month, because right. he showed up and he did it. He had
0: tuberculosis.
3: That's an excellent thing to.
0: I love that. I love that. It's like half point per month, because when you think of it like that, it's like he never had time to screw up. You didn't. Every month was a winner for him.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: And then you just walked out on a high note, leave him wanting more.
2: From from some perspective, that's a ten,
0: you know. Rumor says Philip the Fourth is still alive today. He just he left it on the high note. Yeah, exactly. So what you got? What you got, Murph? Which is Meredith's childhood pronunciation of her own name.
1: No, Helen is the only person that's called me that.
0: Oh, sorry. Nevertheless, okay. it's cute.
1: Yeah, Um, no, I mean, it is tricky um, because like Nick said, one could argue for a 10 because nothing went wrong. Um, And it's funny because I'm looking like at the spreadsheet of past scores and everyone that scored low has been because they like fudged the bucket Um, and like we're doing bad things. I'd 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 give like a one. Which would put him on par with um, Philip III, Third, where you know they didn't really do anything, but they didn't do anything bad. his um, fault, Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Sure. Uh, I think you have all swayed me. I'll give him a one as well because the message I took away from that whole Democare's interaction was, you think I am impulsive and arrogant and tyrannical and brutal but I'm restraining myself. Remember that which is kind of like an um, a, a, a spirit we we saw with Philip II and Alexander the Great. you know the thing of like I'm gonna punish one city heavily for rebelling but I'm gonna look at the other city I'm gonna be merciful because I'm sending a message that I can kill you if I want. I choose not to. Which is when like Demi- when he Phillips saying, like, look, true arrogance is saying the crap that Demokare says. Restraint is listening to it and not doing anything about it, which is what I did. Remember that. I'm gonna give him like a one. Um so Nick, what did you give
2: him? I gave him a two, and I really want to emphasize for people that don't have the benefit of the visual medium, the the way that you looked into the camera when you said, I'm choosing not to kill you. Yeah. W- really puts a poignant thought into my head, wondering if you're talking to me when you say that, <laughs> and I just really want the audience to know that I'm a little afraid right now. Um, but I gave him a well, two.
0: You, 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 you flatter me. I mean, you gave him a two. Would you give him, Paige?
3: I, I gave a zero, but by millennial standards, okay, a ten. That's fine. Yeah. So he got, he got a four.
1: Amongst us all he has a total of four.
0: Ah. So then divided by four, that's one. Yeah. I guess he won that.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. And next one is Akon Image. And that's where Meredith traditionally takes over.
1: Yes, so I just sent to our group text. The only image we have from his reign, it's a coin.
2: Oh, no.
1: No, 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 but here, here's even the, the, you know, before we sit there and go like, oh, he's ugly, blah, blah, blah. Most people think this coin is a coin of Apollo. It's not even of him, but it's like all they have from his reign. So we could go out on a limb and say, maybe he modeled Apollo to look like himself, but the coin's not even attributed to being of Philip IV. It just comes from that time period.
2: So, if I'm understanding correctly, best case scenario, we have a coin with a really ugly guy on it, and that's Philip IV. Yeah. Best case scenario, we don't even know what he looked like.
3: Yeah. There is a horse on there. But
2: there is a horse on there. So
3: they're trying mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. a connection there for us.
2: That's true.
3: Horse friend.
2: I just, I, I, that's I, a really good point. I hadn't thought about that.
0: <laughs> so I,
3: It's like an ancient spoon feeding. Like, you know who this is. Horse guy.
0: Yeah, horse guy. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. He does not look impressive at all.
2: I'm going to give him a one because, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, you know?
3: Well. Yeah. I think if we're again trying to soak in the greater context of he's been horribly ill this whole time they were still able to make currency in the likeness of this man in four months while that's a really good point trying to do everything else i mean like you think about that's a really good point like setting this foundation one of your initial thoughts really isn't like your marketing but he was on it
2: he was on it
3: so i think no
2: that's
0: a very good point
3: is worthwhile.
2: That's fair. That's really fair. Yeah, because he's like, oh, right, I'm on the way out. I gotta,
3: I gotta. And like that horse is kind of like his his handle, if you will.
0: Yeah. Hashtag.
3: Yeah. Exactly. He's he's already. <laughs> Hashtag horse friend.
0: Hashtag horse friend.
3: I'd give him a one as well.
0: Uh, okay. Um <laughs> I will say I don't I don't get the impression that it's Apollo on there because. And I invite everyone to look at the image again. What you'll notice is on the inverse side, like with the with the profile, um, you see his hair, <laughs> blah blah blah. But you'll see that there tends to, there seems to be something that's going around his head, and that's probably the diadem, which was their version of a crown. It was more of just a ribbon that was tied around the head of the ruler, and we see that ribbon that seems to be going around his head. So I I could be wrong i don't get the impression that it's apollo but and then on the inverse you do see the faintest trace of basileus philippos um or F- Basileu Philippu, which means you know of king philip so well, geez if
2: we had known that when you sent the coin the conversation would have gone different yeah not really because that's all we got up? Well, and paint well, paint really what I'm point. trying to
0: say is that we don't have. It. No, no, I don't think it would have changed it because we just got a coin. I mean, Philip II had statues. Alexander the Great had statues. I mean, hell, and Cassander was portrayed by who was it? John Reese Myers?
1: Jonathan Reese Myers.
0: Yeah, and now like, he's oh, in the a, Alexander that's movie. another
1: thing. Yeah, that's another thing, Nick and Paige. We give them points, too, if they've been like depicted on film and whatnot, which, surprise, he wasn't. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: he <laughs> wasn't. I agree. I think one is a very fair um, score. Yeah, Jonathan Reese Witherspoon, right? Oh
2: mm-hmm. no.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's... Um, what did you say, Paige? One?
1: We all said one, so once again, that's four divided by four is one.
0: That's a one. All right. Mania. Craziness. Did he do anything that made you say... No, <laughs> oh, no, you can stop what there. What the hell were you... <laughs> you can stop. <laughs> did, he did he do it? anything?
1: Yeah. Agreed. I'd say Dustin's I haven't, holding I a zero. I would say I haven't...
0: Yeah, I haven't gone first, but I'll say, like, yeah, like Nick said, like, if he didn't have time to do anything, let alone anything crazy. a zero.
2: I'm going to give him a zero. He, he, again, he had a great one liner. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
3: It makes me think of, uh, that timeless story. Ghost puncher. Ghost
2: puncher. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
3: Where (laughs) the ghosts move in and they think they're going to haunt this man. And then they realize they're trapped in this horrible inverse situation where this man is terrorizing these demons I wonder if the tuberculosis felt like that. <laughs> I wonder if he flipped <laughs> <put> that tuberculosis <laughs> on itself and then was the crazy... That TB didn't know what
2: he was messing with.
3: <laughs> oh no, I affected the wrong guy. it's I mean, crazy.
2: <laughs> sure, they could have been blitzed out of his mind every night, like living life to his fullest for <laughs> months, but he didn't write it down. was yeah,
0: drinking milk of the poppy. Yeah.
3: I mean, we don't know if he was like on a treadmill trying to sweat T B out. He's like, Oh no, that's not how they worked. <laughs> um so
0: Okay, here's my one rebuttal to that. <laughs> that would here's my one rebuttal. Uh- my one rebuttal. He didn't last but four months.
2: <laughs>
0: I think T B won that battle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, some say he's still sweating the T B out to this day.
0: Some say he's still alive today,
2: <laughs> or
3: did he just take the T B out permanently?
0: That's true.
3: And mm. you know, it was
0: maybe a- he became the T B.
2: Yeah, I am the TB. Mm. That strain of TB is dead now.
3: <laughs> exactly. Well, um, I'm definitely gonna
2: there vote. is
0: only Philip the Fourth.
3: I'll definitely give um a zero, but I had hoped that maybe the TB could weigh in on this and just say, like, wow, he was he was
2: he was a fighter, yeah. <laughs> I really that kid.
3: (laughs) Had to fire all cylinders to take this Philip the Fourth down.
0: His blood alcohol was Yeah, that kid was a fighter. I had to take out both his lungs.
2: (laughs) You know, I was like, you know what, you're not gonna take my liver, I'm gonna kill my liver.
3: Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Meredith, you give him a zero? Yeah. Everybody gives him a zero. Yeah, yeah, zero. Zero mania. Alright, 1, 2, 3. Kronos. Time. Alright, we got some weird math to do here. Alright, so what we do is we put... Everyone's compared to Alexander the Great. He ra- Alexander the Great was king for 13 years. So we compare... We break that down to like 13 years across 20 points. So that's 1.54 is the thing. So if we do 0.4 of a year, and then we multiply that by 1.54... Do, do the math too or you or anybody else? No. Nope. Okay. No. All right. So that gives him 0. 0.616. Oh. You know, actually that's So he is the off. main Baby. He's the main Marvel Universe.
2: Hmm. Hey! 616, right. yeah. Earth 616. Right. Yeah. Ah.
0: He's the main Marvel Universe, yeah. Um and then Catastrophe. Catastrophe. Did he die in his sleep or by natural causes? Or did he die in battle, or by his ass getting assinated? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't understand how no one has made that joke before our podcast, at least from what I believe.
1: Natural causes.
2: I mean, he yep. died. He, hung he
0: gets out. the point.
2: The 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 running the working hypothesis is that he died because he hung out with his dad. <laughs> Is that we need to decide? Is that cool?
0: Not after four months. If it's after a four month, if it's a four month period later, it can't count as an assassination. I don't know. That's some crappy poison.
2: Yeah, on multiple levels. Um, Yeah, so wait, so how does it work? If he dies of natural causes, does he get more points or does he get more points
0: if he He gets one point?
1: They get a bonus point if they died of, like, natural causes because that was so rare that one of them wasn't dying in battle or committing suicide because they just lost a battle. Um, So ironically, he gets the bonus point because he didn't die in battle. He didn't have to commit suicide. He just died.
0: He needs it.
1: He needs the point. He needs it.
0: He deserves it. All right, Meredith, what's he got?
1: He has a three point seven four one, which makes him our lowest scoring person.
0: what wah, wah.
1: Like everybody else is at least in the double digits, he's our first single digit. So, it you
0: competitor. probably you guys have probably gotten like uh, past episode f- at least episode four when we talk about Perticus, and we always kind of pick on Perticus as being the biggest loser. Meredith, did he beat Perticus?
2: No. Was Perticus the one with the alligators? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was sad.
1: No, yeah. he didn't beat Perticus. Perticus got a 28.15.
0: Dang. So you know you suck when you're worse than Perticus. All right, Philip IV taking the lead as the worst monarch yet. We'll see what happens. Uh, well... The other thing we do here is the show's called The Alexander Standard. And it's just the idea that can people meet, attain, do they have The Alexander Standard? And every podcast has, like, a cool, like, little quip of, like, do they have this thing, this, you know, jeunesse Cesar, stuff like that. The way we've done it is, like, would you ever stop someone in the street and tell them about Philip IV?
2: Yeah.
3: I think I would only because <laughs> I was invited on a Friends Date podcast to talk about this very short life that was lived. So he will stand out to me only for this experience.
2: <laughs> I think I'm going to... Meredith. No. No.
1: No, same as Paige, like this will forever be immortalized in my brain because of everything extra we've given him like his, you know, trying to sweat out tuberculosis and everything like that. But like in, in, <laughs> in ground, in, in true grounded reality of the podcast,
2: no.
0: <laughs> Nick, I believe I I rudely cut you off.
2: No, you're good. I, I, I will talk about Philip the Fourth in, in certain contexts. Cause I mean, there'll be a day where I run into somebody who's really sad and I'll sit down next to and be like, I know you're having a bad day, <laughs> but I want to give you some context.
0: And, Let me tell you a story. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you're going to feel better about your situation. And I think using him as a marker of like, wow, yeah, I could be in much worse straits," is a really helpful tool. So in terms of like, as a great person, no, but in terms of like uh, dude sucks to be you definitely. Definitely. I mean,
3: you could say the same thing about the Donner party. like. Yeah, it's just
0: nice.
3: <laughs> Good for you for not eating, you know, your tuberculosis family members. But I guess you
0: could. Damn.
2: Well, we just combined both those stories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And that's All the right. That's the rumor. Tuberculosis, too. Damn. All right. So here's what I love about this podcast I love it most when I change my mind <laughs> I was gonna say no Dustin. Meredith I would propose Dustin. to you that we give him an honorary place
1: oh, oh sure 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 yeah yeah he can for have the like, biggest a little loser honorary- of them all yeah he can have a little honorary thing yeah Battle royale does that they'll get like honorable mention if they don't get the um the Genesis uh you know Genesis ah if they don't win on Battle Royale, but they really, really like them, they make reference to they get to go sit in the VIP section and watch the tournament at the end of it. So we could say he gets to watch the tournament.
3: Oh, it's like a miscongeniality. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yes, he gets the Mes- he gets the Macedonian congeniality.
3: Okay,
1: we'll give him miscongeniality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's gonna be our new thing: Macedonian congeniality, mass congeniality.
2: I'm asking Gina all right, all right.
0: <laughs> Okay. hey Meredith you got some social media stuff and everything like that.
1: And if you enjoyed our show, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook at the Alexander Standard Podcast, Instagram at Alexander Standard Pod, X formerly Twitter at Alexander Standard Pod, Blue Sky at Alex standard Pod. And then you can always email us at alexanderstandardpod at gmail.com.
0: And then, all right, well, uh, that's it for today. Um, Thank you for Nick and Paige for joining us. They may be there to join us for the next episode, which is Antipater the First and Alexander the Fifth. But until that time, this has been the Alexander Standard. Good night, one and all. the music plays and blah blah blah
2: Day. Day. that's fun